You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Belinda Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. This morning I'm going to speak to you about the power in the name of Jesus. The power in the name of Jesus. A name is important, amen? Your name was chosen especially for you. When your mom chose your name, she took time to look at your name and to look at your meaning. For instance, when somebody gets married, they leave their surname, their wife, and she adopts her husband's surname, amen? When a family gets, takes in an adoption, a child takes on the name of that family, amen? Within the marriage, we all got our little special words we, ask, we speak to each other, amen? You name each other something. Some people call each other Boki or lovey, or sweetheart, or whatever your, your name is, amen? As a little girl, if my mom used my full names, I knew I was in serious trouble. Who's got the same, who's got the same history? When she said Belinda Elizabeth, I knew I'm in trouble, amen? And then I started praying like I've never prayed before because I knew yes, coming something, amen? So in a name is meaning. In a name, there is, there is something that somebody is telling us. But what do we think when we call upon the name of Jesus? What is that what we use? What comes to your heart when we think of the name of Jesus? Because the word name has been used a thousand times in the Bible. Do you know that? A thousand times in the Bible. And God used different names to tell us different things about him. That's why we sang that specific song this morning. Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Jehovah Nisi, my banner. Jehovah Elohim. You know what's Jehovah Elohim? It's the God that created the universe. The God that took chaos and he made something that's called our world today. Amen. Can you imagine if Jehovah Elohim is living on the inside of you? I really believe this is a word in season. God has got a name for every single challenge you can face. Every single challenge. If you need provision, he's Jehovah Jireh. If you need, you need your chaos to be sorted, he's Elohim. Is the Alpha and Omega. But the biggest name he's ever called is I am who I am. When Moses said in Exodus, let's turn there, Exodus 3. Moses went before God and he said, God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. The same God that was there with Moses, church, is with you today. The same God that was there with Moses is there with you. And he's saying to you this morning, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites, what must I say to them? The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, what is his name? Then who shall I tell them has sent me? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. Amen. This is what you should say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. Church, many times we want to make God, I am who I want you to be. But God is, I am who I am. Amen. God is superior in quantity and superabundant in power. Amen. So when God says, I am who I am, he's saying, I am everything you need, but not on your terms. Amen? It's not I am who you want me to be. It's I am who I am. I am the beginning and the middle and the end. I'm there in between as well, church. Amen? What do you think when you think of Jesus? What do you think? That first thought that you have about him is the most important thing about you. 
What is that first thought that you think about when I say the name of Jesus? Take a moment to think. What is that first thought? Tozer says, what comes into your mind when you think about God is the most important thing about you. Can you imagine? Do you hear what I'm saying? What you think about God is the most important thing about you. What is it that you think about God? Do you think he's faithful? Do you think he's just? Do you think he's kind and he's, and he's beautiful? Or do you think God is unfair? God doesn't work, work like I want him to work. He doesn't work on my schedule. He's not doing what I want him to do when I want him to do it. Amen? Many of us do that, church. We want to tell God how to run our lives. And God is saying, I am who I am. I was there when the Red Sea parted. I was there in the lion's den with Daniel. I was there when prophet Elijah called down fire. I was there in the furnace with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. The same God that was there, church, when David killed Goliath is the same God that's here today. That same God that was there, church, is the God living on the inside of you. But we don't realize that we have this power on the inside of us. We don't just have God. We have God in every single characteristic. Everything he can be for us, he's right there. Amen? If we think of names, and if I say David and Goliath, you immediately think of David and Goliath and what he did in his life. If I tell you, let's think about Paul. You'll think about Paul, who was Saul, that God had converted, amen? Because a name is, triggers a certain memory, if that makes sense. Does it make sense? And it's the same with us today. The what we think about Jesus and about God is what will, will come into our memory. What do we think about him? Does he, has he, do you think that he has dropped you? Do you think that he's unfair? Or do you think that he's kind and gentle? Because the sovereign God, the God who's called I am, that I am, is the same God of Moses that he was today. Amen? He's the same God. And what God does is so beautiful. He takes a name like Abraham and he makes, changes his name to the father of all nations. He takes Sarai and makes her Sarah and says, you are now the mother of all nations. Amen? God takes a name like Saul and makes it Paul. Can you imagine? Because that name was important for their destiny. Church, every single thing you need for your destiny is living on the inside of you. Every single thing. You have a reservoir of power. If you need provision, God is right there. If you need healing, God is right there. If you need a touch, God is right there. If you need peace, God is right there. But many times we don't put our identity in who Christ is. We put our identity on who we are. Even as a child at school, many people was bullied by somebody, amen? And they were called a certain name. Am I talking to the right people? And they sit with that name because that has become their identity. But God says that's not your identity. I am who I am and I still live on the inside of you. He has a destiny and a plan for each and every single one of you, amen? Jacob, who was called the deceiver and wrestled with God, suddenly became one who prevails. Can you imagine? God takes somebody, Jabez, who was supposed to mean pain. God doesn't even just change his name. He rewrites everything in any case. He says, you won't cause pain anymore. Amen? Are you with me this morning? So God has got a name for you, and his name for you is that you are loved. You are loved beyond measure. 
every drop of blood said, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Amen? Amen, church. Let's, I want to speak about somebody very unique in the Bible called Ruth. Do you know the story of Ruth? But I'm going to ask some people to help me demonstrate it because I used the names that were involved in the book of Ruth. Have you ever looked at something like that? And I took it and I put it down, and it's amazing to see what God is telling us in the book of Ruth. Amen? So if I can have um, two ladies and a gentleman to come up, please, Sis Anri and Solo and Paul, Hope, come, please come. Okay, so the book of Ruth says, Ruth 1 verse 1, in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem in Judah, together with his wife and his two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. Okay, so we've got Naomi and Elimelech. Okay, that's Paul and Tolor, right? So you guys stand here. And um, you're going to go live in the land of Moab. They were living in Bethlehem, which was called the land of bread. Amen. It was a good land. It was the land that God had prepared for them. And they decided to go to Moab. Moab church in the Bible tells us that it's actually that God refers to Moab as a wash basin. Can you imagine? He refers to him as wash basin. So Mimelak and um, Naomi, can you come to Moab here? Yeah? Thank you. <laughs> so they leave the land of bread and they go to Moab, okay? And they have two sons. And their two sons are... Malon and Kilion. Malon means sickly, and Kilion means puny. Okay? So get this with me, church. This is a really interesting story. This couple comes from the land of bread, and they go to a land called Moab, which God refers to in Psalms as the wash basin. Amen? Or a washcloth, or not something not a very nice, a wash bowl. And they go live there, and they have two sons, and they name them sickly and puny. <laughs> Amen. Can you imagine what sense of humor God must have had in all of this? Amen. And yeah, in Moab, they meet two young ladies that marry their husbands, Orpah and Ruth. Amen. <laughs> and they marry sickly and puny. So they get married and 10 years later, sickly and puny die. And yeah, Naomi and Amimelech, Amimelech has also left the scene. I'm sorry, Amimelech. You also departed. <laughs> you may go. God bless your soul. So here's Naomi, and here's Ruth and Orpah. Go back to Ruth and Orpah, please, Naomi. And they have to make a decision. Are they going to stay in the land of Moab? Remember, Ruth, Ruth and Orpah were Moabites. So they were referred to the wash basins. In Psalms, it says that God refers to the Moab as a wash basin. So they've come to this land, and these two are going back. Naomi says, you know what? It's time to go back to Bethlehem. I've heard there's food there. There's a famine in the land, but we are going to go back. Amen? Sometimes, church, when we find ourselves and we've taken a wrong turn, just go back. Amen? Just go back. Because it doesn't even make sense that they went to Moab, but God had a plan. And on their way home, Naomi turns to Ruth and Orpah, and she says, Go back to your people. Now remember, Naomi's going back to something that's familiar to her. She knew Bethlehem, right? Ruth and Orpah did not know Bethlehem. They were Moabites. Amen? So she turns and, um, and uh, Orpah decides, no, I'm going back. That's fine. Thank you very much. Orpah, one of you can be Orpah and go home. There we go. <laughs> 
And Orpa actually means fawn. Fawn. Amen. So fawn was married to, um, to puny, and um, Ruth was married to sickly. <laughs> and Ruth actually means glamorous, charming, intelligent. Can you imagine? This lady whose name means glamorous, beautiful, intelligent, charming, is married to a man called, with the meaning of a name, um, sickly. And Orpah, who's called Fawn, was married to Puny. Amen? Hallelujah. Is this interesting? <laughs> it was very interesting for me. And, but then Ruth says one thing. She says, my God will be your God. Don't urge me to go back or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be so ever so severely, if even death separates you and I from each other. Amen. Can you imagine this lady that's called a Moabite, that comes from a country called Wash Basin? Amen. They were not the most glamorous nation. Marries into this family, and she decides to leave her pagan gods and go with Naomi to Bethlehem. Remember, Naomi was going to something familiar. Ruth was going to the unfamiliar. Amen? Many times God wants us to say, God, where you will go, I will go. What you do, I will do. You will be my God, and I will be your person. Amen? When we don't understand, Ruth did not have a map planned out for her. She did not know what was going to happen. They were widows, three widows together. Can you imagine what she felt like? But she said, I'm leaving my pagan gods. I'm leaving my way of thinking. I'm leaving where I come from, and I'm going to cling to you. Many times, church, we have to leave our way of thinking. We have to stop telling God how to do things and leave it in his hands. Amen? Because the God Almighty is ready to support you all the way to the land of bread. But we are still looking and thinking we're coming from the basin, the wash basin. Amen? But because of this decision in her life, things changed. Things changed for Ruth. God started opening a door. Amen? And things started becoming different for her. She started serving God, and Boaz came into the picture later, and he became somebody that, that became their kinsman redeemer, which means she came and married her, and he took her in. And from her, her son, the next lineage, the next lineage, David was born. And from David, the son of God was born. Moab was created from one of Lot's daughters, the Moabite tribe. It's from one of the sons that were born out of Lot's relationship. Remember that time where they made their father drunk and they, they were with them? So Moab came from there, the Moabites. But God was writing a different name over her. Church, what is the name that God has written over you? It doesn't matter what the world has said. It doesn't matter where you're coming from. It doesn't matter what the world has said. God has said that he lives on the inside of you. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning? Jehovah Jireh is there when you need provision. Jehovah Elohim is there when you need him. Jehovah Nisi is there when you need him, church. But you know what? Many times that, that power just lies dormant on the inside of us. It just lies dormant, amen? You might have grown up with wrong ideas. You might have grown up with a mother or a father that said, you are wash basin, you are coming from a bad place. 
God is saying, I'm rewriting your name. I'm rewriting your history. You might have pain in your body. God says, I'm Jehovah Rapha. I'm rewriting that pain in your body. I'm going to absorb it in my blood and I'm going to heal you because he's our God that heals. Amen? You might be lacking provision. God is saying, I'm your provider. But why don't you just believe it? Why don't you just believe it? Because the same God that was there when the sea parted is the same God that's here today. The same God that was there when he led the Israelites out is the same God that was here today. The same God that Ruth and Naomi decided to follow is the same God that's here today. Is your prayer, God, my life belongs to you. Where you go, I will go. What you say, I will say. What you do, I will do. Or is your prayer, God, I will tell you where we will go, how we will do it, and how we will say it. Amen? We've been taught so wrong many times where we can just come to the mercy of God. He wants to bless you more than what you want to be blessed. Do you know that? He wants to heal you more than what you want to be healed. He wants to deliver you more than what you want to be delivered. Take heart. You have the God of the universe living on the inside of you. Turn to your neighbor and say, take heart. You have the God of the universe living in you. And he's a promise carrier. Do you know what that means, church? He's a promise carrier. God's name is a promise carrier. It's a promise of healing, of health, of strength, of prosperity, of blessing, of peace. Whatever you need, he's right there. But you need to take him and make him your God and your Lord and your Savior. You need to say like Ruth, God, you are my God. None, none compares to you. Amen? None compares to you. He knows how to defeat giants. Our God knows how to defeat giants, church. He was there when Goliath fell. Can you imagine? God was there at the beginning of the world. One word and light was. One word and fish were. One word and birds were. One word and man was created. God of the universe lives with you. Amen. He knows how to open a sea. Is there a sea in your life today that looks as big as the Red Sea? God is there to open that sea. The same God that stood there with Moses. The same God that said, Moses, lift up your stick and see what I will do for you. It's the same God today saying, trust me and just see what I will do for you. Amen. Do you believe it this morning, church? The God of the universe lives inside of you. Success lives inside of you. Amen. The same God that was there at the Red Sea is the same God that's with you today. The same God that multiplied the fish and the bread is the same God that's here today. The same God that was there when the child was delivered is the same God that's here today. Amen. Do you believe it this morning, church? It's a simple message. The God of the universe is living on the inside of you. You are a child of the most high God. 
A child of the Most High God doesn't walk as if the world is on their shoulders. A child of the Most High walks with their shoulders back and their head up high saying, you know what, it doesn't matter what storm is coming. It doesn't matter what's going to happen in my life. I have the God of the universe living on the inside of me. Amen. When Paul's ship went down, God said, that ship is going to the other side. Paul was said, we're going to the other side. God says we're going to the other side. And God used the broken pieces of wood from the ship to get him where he needed to be. Amen. God's plan didn't change. If you've got a broken part in your life, God doesn't change his mind about you. If something hasn't gone according to plan, God doesn't change his mind. He uses that. He used like he used that piece of wood to help Paul to get to shore. He will use whatever comes in your life to bring you to glory. Amen? But we need to start changing our walk. We're not walking as victims, church. We're walking as victors. We are not walking as those that don't have hope. We're walking with the hope of the world living in the inside of us. Amen? And when we get to know God's character and his will and his ways, it becomes easy. Because then if a storm hits me, I many times close my eyes and I say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. And he's right there. And then is that storm so dark when the God of the universe is right there? Ladies, we need to start standing up and saying enough is enough. We are children of the most high God. We are daughters of the most high. We are not going under. We have everything in us to be successful. Amen? But many times we forget who God is. And that's why we sing songs like, like because of who you are. Now when you come into his presence, it's not a coming into the presence for what we can get. God wants to bless you beyond what your imagination can ever take you. When we come into his presence, we can just come and say, Lord, I'm just here because of who you are. Whether you heal me or not, Lord, you are still my healer. Whether you deliver me or not, you're still my deliverer, Father. Whether you provide or not, you are still my only provision. Because what comes from your hand is always beautiful. Amen. When you wake up in the morning, you can look outside and you can say, the God of the universe is aware of me. Can you imagine church has written your name on his hand? He knows every hair on your head. Some of us have a little bit more hair than others, amen? And he'll have to keep a logbook, but he knows every hair on our head. The God of the universe wants to know that small detail of you. And we question his love, amen? When we walk our path, if, if we walk our path like a Ruth or a Naomi, or we land in a place called wash basin, or we land in a place of bread, it doesn't matter. God is the same God in the wash basin as he was in the land of bread. When they were in the wash basin, God was still working out a plan. In Moab, the Moabite tribe became a part of God's lineage because of the decision Ruth made. And that's where we are this morning, church, decide. God, your ways are my ways. Your will is my will. Where you go, God, I will go. And on this road, when we hit a ditch, we say, thank you, Jesus. You are here with me. There's nothing that comes across my path that hasn't come from your hand and you're not aware of. 
So when I go through a hard time, thank you, Father, that you are creating in me the character to handle a hard time. When I'm going through a good time, Lord, thank you for this good time. Thank you that you are faithful and that you are just. Amen. Do you hear what I'm saying this morning, church? Just because of who he is. The promise carrier lives on the inside of you. What is your promise this morning? What is it that you want? God is there. God is there. God is there. He's just saying, I'm right here. Amen. He's aware of everything. Amen. This Holy Spirit is so gentle this morning. He's so, so gentle because he wants to meet you where you're at. He wants to minister to you and be with you. Amen. So this morning, I just want you to close your eyes and just speak to the Lord this morning. Say, Father, I need you. Jesus, I need you. Holy Spirit, I need you. Thank you, Father, that you write, I'm yours over my name, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you write that you have loved me from the beginning of time. Thank you, Father, that you write that I'm precious to you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that you write that even though I, if I take a wrong turn, Lord, you are right there to help me get back on my path, Father. You're not a harsh God, Father. You're a just God, Father. You're a faithful God. You know me, Father. You know our beginning, our middle, and our end, Father. You know 2019, Jesus. You know 2020, Father. Like you knew David and Goliath, Father. You know the, the next 10 and 20 and 30 years of our lives, Father. And this morning we say we trust the name of the Lord. We trust you, Father, in our time of not knowing. We trust you, Father, in our time of saying, Jesus, what now? We trust you, Lord. We thank you that you are faithful and that you are just and you are true and you are kind. And one day we will be in your presence and we will sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. The whole earth is filled with your glory, with your splendor, with your kindness, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.